episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Cause if your head is full of dreams, I got it right in waiting for you. Hello and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. If you frequently find yourself avoiding activities such as being in crowds, joining in on group conversations, meeting new people, or even phone calls, there might be a reason for this. Social anxiety is a term used to describe the experience of an individual when they have a heightened feeling of stress, discomfort, or even uneasiness in social situations. Joining us today is Kyle Mitchell. He's a social anxiety speaker and coach, and he's here to talk with us today about social anxiety. What is it and what can we do about it? Hi, Kyle. Welcome to our show. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. Yes. So nice for you to be here. Social anxiety is such a common topic, much more than people even realize. I know for myself, the teens that I work with, this comes up frequently and even with some adults. So before we jump in, tell us a little bit about your background, the work that you do, and how you got into working with social anxiety. Yeah, so, I mean, how I got into it is because I struggle with it myself, especially in high school. So how I really got into it and really, like, faced social anxiety really upfront for the first time was when I transferred from this really small private school to this very large public school. Mm. And that's when I really had to like face it head on and was no more like avoiding it type of thing. And so from there, you know, years later, I kind of stumbled upon some steps that really worked for me and now have worked for tons of other people as well to help me go from socially anxious to socially confident. And so that's why I decided to say, hey, I'm going to start helping teens and I'm going to help 1 million teens go from socially anxious socially confident like I have. Wow, that's incredible. That's quite the goal and very admirable that you take something that feels so uncomfortable to you and turn it into this strength where you get to help other people. I'm sure that's been a big deal for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 sometimes scary, but very rewarding going outside your comfort zone, taking that step to actually go and do it. But the feeling that you get after doing it, it's like, man, I can't believe I, you know, I'm able to do what I'm doing now. Like a month ago, I couldn't have done that. And that's when it becomes addicting. Yes, absolutely. And those experiences, it's what I call with my clients, the snowball effect of when we can do something that scares us and then we do it, we accomplish it, we feel good about it. It gives us the courage to go on to do the next big thing. So it sounds like that's kind of the route that you've been taking with it. Yeah, absolutely. And just taking it in really small, what I like to say, baby steps, really bite-sized ways to kind of expose yourself to situations that make you feel anxious just enough to where you just feel a little bit and you start to get comfortable with that. And it's like, okay, what's the next thing I can do? And that's really what I've done and what I've helped lots of other people do. Yeah, that's such a great, great tool for doing this. Tell us, how would you describe social anxiety? So when people ask you, well, what exactly is social anxiety? How would you define that for them? 
I would say it's just feeling anxious in social situations. A lot of it is just like feeling like people are saying or thinking stuff about you, usually negative things, even though it's more than likely not true. Seems sure. like people with social anxiety tend to be mind readers, or at least, you know, we think we are. And we see those, what we're thinking in our head is what other people may be thinking about us. We see that as true when it really isn't. So it's really about, you know, flipping that around and realizing, hey, that stuff isn't true. And just building that self-love for yourself and saying, you know what, even if people are thinking like that about me, even if I'm not everybody's cup of tea, I don't care. I love Kyle. And like, that's really all that matters. Right. That even if they don't like me, I'll be okay anyway, which is a hard lesson. It's a hard belief for people to develop for sure. I know when I work with clients on this, there often tends to be a, a confusion between shyness and social anxiety. So this, those are often people use those interchangeably when in fact, being shy is not being socially anxious. Can you kind of break that down for us a little bit of what would be the difference between being shy versus socially anxious? Sure, I'll do my best. So being shy, I feel, is like, you know, maybe you feel shy about going and approaching a group of people, you know, because maybe you just don't feel the most confident in yourself. But being socially anxious about approaching that group of people is a different thing. So I'm wanting to go up there, but I'm feeling anxious about it. We're going back to, you know, kind of what I said before, you know, what if they don't like me? Well, maybe they're going to think what I say is stupid and just kind of like that, just overloading of like negative thoughts about yourself of what they may be thinking about you. And it's, and whereas like shy, it's just like, I don't know if I want to, you know, put myself out there and, you know, talk to these people. So I, I would say that's the difference and using examples. Yeah, no, that's beautifully said. Yes, because shy is more about having maybe a slight discomfort or a normal discomfort, right? We all experience some nervousness. But as you're describing, the social anxiety takes it to this next level where it feels almost debilitating. And so definitely two different experiences. What are some of the tools that you use with the clients that you work with? So you talked about, you know, taking the baby steps. What are a couple other things that you do with your clients to help? Yeah, so I like to take everybody through a three-step process, and that is to build self-love for yourself. Lots of ways to do that. Find baby-step uncomfortable challenges. And then one of the most important ones and most overlooked ones is to reward yourself, not for your results, but for the effort that you partake in. And I, I think that that's a big one because we live in such a like a, a results-oriented society where it's like, you know, you have to achieve this goal. But if you're putting out your effort, your best effort at doing something, at going outside your comfort zone, like that's really all you can control. Why would I not reward myself for something that I can't control? I'm going to reward myself for the things I can control. And if, you know, if I mess up or if I fail, quote unquote, you know, that's okay. I went out and I did what I was supposed to do. I went outside my comfort zone and that's a win for me. Absolutely. That's so well said. I love how you frame that. You did a TEDx talk on this topic. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was that experience like? And tell us about that talk. Yeah. So experience, very surreal. That was something I put on my vision board about three years ago. Uh, that was also something that I said to myself in the mirror every or almost every single day. And I was saying, I am a TED speaker. I wanted to build it in my mind that 
I was a TED speaker before I actually was, before I even started applying. And to get to that point, what I started doing was what I've been talking about. I just started taking little baby steps. I found opportunities to speak in front of like 10 people, then, you know, some bigger ones, 30, 50, hundreds. And I started to kind of build the confidence out. And then I just started applying and I finally got, I got accepted and that was really cool, but it was really just all about the, the baby steps and to actually go and, you know, achieve and reach that goal of something that I never would have thought would have been possible for myself, you know, even as early as like five years ago was really awesome and, and incredible and just looking forward to seeing what comes next. I'm sure. And what a amazing testament to the work that you're doing. So even for your clients, as they're seeing that you've gone from socially anxious teenager in high school to now being a tent speaker, like that's a really big deal. And so obviously, whatever you're doing, the tools that you're developing are effective and, and they're doing a good job. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the proof is in the pudding, as I say. Exactly. <laughs> I would agree. How can our viewers find you? How are you? Do you have a website, social media? How can you be found? Yes. So pretty much I'm anywhere. Social Anxiety Kyle. Believe it or not, my website is socialanxietykyle.com. So you can find me there. You can watch the TED Talk on my website. Go check it out. And more than just watch it, please share it with somebody. Because like I said, I'm trying to reach the 1 million and I can't do it by myself. I need everyone to help me out, share my message so we can reach the people that need to hear it the most. Absolutely. That's just so inspiring, Kyle. You're doing really good work. Keep it up for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on Calm, Cool, and Connected.